everywhere and you can't escape that it. That doesn't bother me. That's the way I Oh, welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. Women, Remember, my only hit is my guest. And I have to tell you something, people, today. I feel like a real jerk because I forgot my glass. I was at home. It's a sunny day, which it shouldn't be 88 in Burbank. It's October. I have all my sweaters up in my closet. I still haven't unpacked from the lovely Joanne's house. I still haven't unpacked my winter suitcase that I brought back like a month ago because there's no reason to. But I went and I cleaned my sunglasses off because they always get dirty. And I put them on my head. And I left my other sunglasses and my regular glasses on the table in the case. I left. I get to the parking garage and I have no glasses. So I'm walking around and I can't walk around with sunglasses because you just sort of look like a jerk. Or as my guest says, I look like a Midwest radio DJ. And I come up and it's so funny because when you're so used to wearing glasses and I wear them all the time, you feel I'm not dumber. You just feel like off and you feel off a bit because everything's a little dull. So anyway, bear with me. Thank God I'm on the radio because my bad eye is really crossed in today because my glasses aren't there. Anyway, we have a great guest today. We have a how you doing, Ant? I'm doing good. Thank you so much, Coop. It's great to have you on. I just that's funny. As I said, I was looking. You know, you're a Boston guy. I am. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, by way of New Hampshire and then Los Angeles, with a couple jail sentences in between. No, I've been arrested. I can't drink Before. anything. Uh, public eat? drunkenness, driving just, under the uh, influence, uh, assault on a police officer, a fur protest with Ricky Lake, actually. Um, I guess that's more than a couple, isn't it? Well, no, well, no, okay, no, okay, I'm going to go back on that. Okay, well, that first of all, where were you arrested for drunk in public? For the first uh, New Hampshire. Was, she's okay, because if it was in Boston, well, I've heard that too. Everybody's walking around, heard walking around yeah. drunk. Yeah. I grew up 10 minutes from Philadelphia. Yeah, no, this was in New Hampshire, in Salem, New Hampshire. Now, how old were you? Uh, thirty. Really? Oh yeah. This was not. This was not like. (laughs) This was not like eighteen. What? what? This is like. I was thirty. What were you? uh, What were you drinking? Uh, What I always used to drink, which is scotch straight up. Scotch. See, that's that's scotch. And I'd pour it in beer bottles. And the, you were walking around, so you were with a beer bottle in a brown paper bag, thinking, "Well, this is inconspicuous." <laughs> in New Hampshire, I probably look like the only homeless person in the entire state. But what were you doing in New Hampshire when you were thirty? Well, my, I have family back there. Okay, I have family back there. You know, now, growing what... up there too. I mean, I was born in Massachusetts. Then my parents moved us to New Hampshire for a better education, and uh, in New Hampshire is where I learned that it was the whitest state in the nation. Yes. So I mean, our foreign exchange students in high school were from Detroit. I mean, that's how white. Our- it's, it's crazy. I grew up back east, and it's so funny. You, you go to some of these towns, and even when I started doing comedy, you know, before I got out of the biz, you'd be playing like you know in Connecticut, and you go to some of these towns, and it's like you're going to a converted barn in like New Canaan, and you're that's going, how it is in New Hampshire. You're it's going a converted barn, but it is the biggest like rock country stand up venue in the state. See, that's cool. Yeah. So what? So okay, you said you got a DUI. So I got a DUI, th- but that's that's not a felony. That's 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 a misdemeanor. Depends on which DUI you're talking. Oh, you've had two? Let's just say it depends on which DUI okay. you're talking. Because <laughs> I got one. I got one in Burbank. and it was Here? Yes. And they arrest you. They take yeah. you down. Oh, I, I, was a, I was a block from my house. And you have that lazy eye, so it looks like you're drunk all oh, the yeah. time. They're saying, follow my eye. I'm like, right. I can't. I, I, I can't, can't do it. I'm straight. Right? <laughs> I, come on, man. Like, I'm like, I can't do it. That's but, hilarious. Uh, they, um, yeah, they, I was parked right around. I was right going into my turn of my place. Street. And 
they pop me and I'm like, and it's so funny, you know, when you get pulled over, it's like, even though it's like two in the morning, you feel like everybody from your past is driving by and sees you. Like you're sitting there with the cuffs and you feel like, you're like, oh God, there's my fifth grade teacher from New Jersey, you know, mm-hmm. in, driving down In street. Burbank. But they were cool because they actually, they, they parked my car in a blockbuster so they didn't impound it and they put the keys underneath. So they saved me some cash. That's nice. So, my uh, first DUI, I got pulled over in my driveway. No. Yeah. Okay, now, now where are we living? In my drive in New Hampshire. Oh, God. Man, you, he you, followed me, followed me, followed me. So I figured, oh, frick, I'm home, and they can't come on private property. I turn in my driveway. Signal goes on. I'm literally pulled over in my own driveway, <laughs> which is really hard to lie your way out of it with your parents. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's just, it's so, it's like, like, my life is a comedy of just pure, like, uh, like, and I shouldn't even have a really illegal driver's license. In New Hampshire, you would go to a, uh, an armory to take the test. Okay. And I struck a pedestrian on my driving test. I hit a pedestrian. <laughs> you shouldn't have a driver's and license. I shouldn't. And the instructor goes, well, this test is over. And I said, but I haven't even pulled out of the lot yet. And he goes, the great state of New Hampshire frowns on you killing our residents. And he failed me, but get this. So I go, and I'm standing in the line to make another appointment. And this big woman comes up to me, and she goes, oh, baby, no, no, we take pictures over here. And she grabs my sheet. She does some things on it, puts me in the photo line. And back then, you would get instant licenses. They'd right, just right. be laminated yeah. pieces of paper. And they hand me a license. And I walk out of there going, oh, my God, I almost killed a pedestrian. I wish I did almost kill. It was a right. bicyclist who actually hit the car as I was pulling out, yet it was still my fault. Oh, of course. And then I got out of the car and hit him with the newspaper, which didn't help the situation because I was so pissed. I was like, oh, my God, you ruined did, my Do you gym. have anger issues? Had. Okay, no, because I said you got out. I work on him. them. Okay. I hit him with the, with the paper. With See, the Boston what paper. I do is I, I get pissed, but then I think it's because I'm a Scorpio and we're like, we just, we're. You're either pissed or having sex. Yeah, we get pissed, but then you get pissed and you yell at someone. Right. And then like three seconds later, you feel really bad. And then you go- That's where you and I I differ. See, that's why I don't, you know. This is how, okay, I can't believe I want to say this, but I'm actually going to create a bumper sticker, 1-800-HOWS-MY-DRIVING, but have it dump into my phone. So that way, if you do something to piss me (laughs) off, I'm going to cut you off so that you will call me. Right? And I'm going to answer 1-800-HOWS-MY-DRIVING. Oh, yeah, I'd like to report. What's the plate number? Okay, now what's your address, sir? And we're going to send you a form. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to kill your family. Okay, see, that's that's good. That's where my anger goes. I don't stop it. A few minutes later, I feel see, bad. See, I always wanted to do a service where it was called uh, yell at a, a customer, where all the waiters would have a number. And so if someone gave you a crappy tip, you would call that number and you'd have someone Go when the people are leaving the restaurant, going, don't you know how to tip? Don't and because it, it's because I mean it happens all the time, and the server can't say anything. Yeah, and, and, and people say black people don't tip, which that? I think is weird. I mean, I just think people in general, if they're cheap, don't tip. Oh yeah, oh, no, I was. A but I mean, I've years. heard waiters go, black people don't tip. I'm like, you're you're an entire race of people. You're serious, like exactly. You, I mean, uh, President Obama, you think doesn't tip? No, are he you doesn't. Seri- no. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. You <laughs> do doesn't tip? His, who? I'll tell you, uh, known known fact, uh, Scotty Pippen. Really? The basketball player. I know someone who used to work at Planet Hollywood in Chicago, and they always comp these people. Right. And Planet comp- Hollywood comps all stars anywhere they are. Yeah. I and, get comped in Vegas. Yeah, and I, they would sit there. I used to, I waited tables for them years ago, and the guy, his comp was like $300, and he left like 10 bucks. Oh, so did he know, though, that the bill was 300 well, God, well, okay. Because I always ask yeah, when, when they call me, I always say, what's the total right. so I know what to tip. Yeah, but when it's a party of eight, and well, you're yeah, drinking, you've got to do the math. And so yeah. he came up with a name. They called him No Tippin' Pippin. No Tippin' Pippin'. That's no lie. It's a true fact. So, okay, so I want to And you know you, what? There's what? a cow in the Midwest with that same name because it was tired of getting tipped. Exactly. No Tippin' Pippin'. See that? Ooh. See that? It's good. 
And I like the voice, like you did the voice. Moo. See that? The good move. So now, well, when you grew up in New Hampshire, did you ever think- It's going to be hard doing your job because you always have to be talking. What's that? Like, it's going to be hard doing what you're doing because you always have to, like, be talking. No, I mean, you can talk. No, 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 no. I'm not saying about- I'm just saying, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my God. I would have already run out of things to say about me. <laughs> oh, no. I, I haven't even gone into your career yet. Oh, my God. Jeez, I'm just thinking, my God, he's got to talk for a whole hour. You're making it easy. I like it. It's like when Bobby Slayton was on. He's like, hey, is this my show or your show? Shut up, Coover. And he just took over. I, I love I Bobby. Said, I said, all right. I'm just hung out. I love Bobby. I was like, tell me a story. <laughs> right. He's probably the entire- everything he talks about is AVN, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. We, we want to find out how you got into comedy. Now, you grew. You grew up. I'm, I'm guessing you're Greek. Is that yeah, Greek Orthodox. Okay. Was, well, my parents are both arranged marriage. Oh, they really? My mom didn't meet my dad until their wedding day, and then they had to go upstairs after they got married. And, are you serious? And, this is serious. And then they had to consummate the marriage. So they had to make love in the bridal suite while his parents and her parents danced around it, throwing rose petals on it, <laughs> yelling, have a boy, have a boy, have a boy. And then I was born, and then somebody wasn't concentrating. <laughs> did, now, did you ever think you'd get into comedy? As a kid, were you a funny kid? or? No, or? You know what I wanted to do when I was a kid? I swear, this was my life's ambition. People were like, what do you want to do when you get bigger? I want to be a flight attendant. You wanted to be a flight attendant. I wanted to be a flight attendant. That was it. That was my career aspiration. I did it for two different airlines, got fired from the last one. And every don't time I'm on me, a plane. Don't tell me you got fired because of anger issues. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I was the worst flight attendant. I was so mean. You're the I would only... walk by and people would grab me for something and I would smack them on their hand. Don't touch me. And I would keep walking. You're the only, the, one other comic who was a flight attendant. His name is John Manfrelotti. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, he's, buddies with Ray Romano and he said he could only do it for a little and he's just like ah, I can't take this crap anymore I really, you know what it was a, I'm glad they fired me because I was probably ready to kill somebody now, as know? A, and that would be the greatest job flight attendant would be the greatest job if it weren't for one thing passengers right if it weren't for passengers oh, I would have been the best I would be so awesome there'd my, be no food no ticket taking. my roommate from college is a pilot for UPS he flies with him and another pilot that's doesn't it doesn't have to say doesn't have to get the announcements doesn't have to thing if it, if it crashes you know they don't have to well, worry about themselves don't even say that as your friend oh no he won't crash he's not I mean he's well you gotta why it's what Greek people and Jewish people do apparently I'm not Jewish I didn't say you were. I well, said I people, I am Jewish. I didn't think you were Jewish. I, I, am. I think you're German. I'm German. Austrian. Aha! I'm a one quarter German Austrian. Well, you didn't let me finish. Party. I think you're German and you poo poo poo. Okay. It's poo poo poo. Poo poo poo. Well, you're going poo 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 poo. I'm going poo poo poo. Okay. Poo 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 poo. Oh my God! This show has really digressed into poo. I know. God, I just want to. I wanted to do. By the way, I had a deal with Disney Books. This is true, also, and they revoked my deal. I was going to do. They said, pitch us some books. We're going to give you an And I came up with um, a cookbook called Cooking with Poo. And they thought it was disgusting. And I thought, it's a play on words. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but, you know, it's, that's still, people aren't, you know, come on. P-O-O-H. It's not like. I know, but kids still. Were, and it was a kid's cookbook. No, did, you, did you have the licensing to Winnie the Pooh? No, no, they were going to they were gonna let me do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they were like, no, 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 you can't do that book. And I'm like, then I don't want to do a book. See, that's bull crap. Because they let Sherry Lewis do a lamb uh Book recipe book, and she she always had lamb chop. Oh, yeah, lamb chop, but yeah, but cooking with poo is. Yeah, but, but it's P O O H. But she gave direct. She gave recipes with lamb, and it's and she's no and lamb chop. Yeah, but that she gave that was a thing. So that was crazy. Can you imagine eating her hand? No, that'd be gross. It's all right. It's all right. Remember so, Senor Wences? Oh, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's uh, Ed Sullivan's show. Ed Sullivan. So did you grow up watching Ed Sullivan? I, d I don't want to give away my age, but yes, I did. Hey, you know, it's all right. I tell my, I'll be 50, I'll be 50 in two weeks, people. I'm older than you? No, you're not. I'll be 50 in two weeks. Yeah, you're looking at my Wikipedia age. Yeah. Yeah, not true. <laughs> 
And now that I've actually put it out there in public, now that they can link to it, my real year of birth is 1974. Now they can actually cite this as a source. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they can so do that. So now I've just changed my age on Wikipedia <laughs> and my See, gender. He was 74. I was born in 1974. And he's not even Greek. August 22nd. That's correct. I'm, I'm a Hasidic Sephardic gypsy. You, know, you were born August 22nd. Yeah. Do you know what your Wikipedia page says? August 23rd. See, it's not right. <laughs> I know. I have ID too. If you want to see, look. Well, no, I believe no. It says, but it says this needs additional citations for verification. What does it say? Don't read the year. It's uh, August twenty second. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. A, that's that. Wikipedia's, Wikipedia is wrong. You're People wrong. who cite Wikipedia, I think, are retards because it's like you know what? My neighbor Sal is one of the editors. Well, no, I just you know, I, my dog could edit the page. I just go on for me because you can only go from IMDb. I look always because it gets, does it quick. See, like, that's how I know you're from Boston. Yeah, well, and that's you know, the truth. There's and, a lot of truth in that, you know. But then there's also things in there that shouldn't be really in a Wikipedia page. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole thing, my stance on the on the death penalty. I know that made Why no sense. Why is that in there? I know it's like he was in this show, this show, and he's pro I death, the penalty. death penalty. It, it, according like, to my show, but why is that even in there? What does that what, what does that serve? What is the purpose of that? Like an I, editor, which I'm thinking, if you're doing a good job editing a wiki page, that should not be in there unless there's some sort of controversy with me and, involving yeah, you know a, the. It's a wiki page. Like some, I know someone who said he's one of eight brothers. He had two brothers. It's like some other. You know what? And there's there's like a million errors on my page. But the thing is, is I don't care because I don't edit it, and my life is not about Wikipedia. Exactly. And I don't need to be validated by going and reading a page about myself because I know myself. I know. And to I, my own self, I'm being true. I'm just pissed because I always go to Wikipedia to get background on my guests, and now I find out they gave you wrong birth date. I don't care about the year. They gave the wrong day. They gave Th the wrong day. That's bullshit. And the wrong last name. It's not how do you, birth last name is not correct there either. Okay. Isn't that hilarious? It's that's crazy. It's crazy. Well, but you're just known as Aunt. Now, 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 you, you became Aunt because you, your name, your middle name is Anthony, or your first name is Anthony. First name. And so, everyone, did everyone call you Aunt when you were younger? Or? They call me Aunt, Anthony. Okay. Tony, Tone. And when they got to T, I thought, forget it, I'm changing it. And then everyone probably thought you were Italian. Everybody, everybody thought I was Italian. No, Wednesdays, Anthony, but yo, Anthony, it's Prince Spaghetti Day for exactly. you East Coast listeners. <laughs> every Wednesday, there was a, a pasta named um, Prince Spaghetti. And every Wednesday, they would have an ad on TV that said, yo, Anthony, it's Wednesday, it's Prince Spaghetti Day. Now, you go, you change your name to Ant, but it's yeah. all caps. All caps. So that Why did you do that? Because it stands out in an article. Okay. It'll be something you really notice. But even there, look at the orthography they put on that page is not correct either. It's all caps, and they don't have it all caps. No. This is, this is, you know, this is the worst Wikipedia page I've ever seen. Ever. I'm upset. In my entire career. That's the worst. That's the, the worst. worst. Do you have a Wikipedia page? No. Why? You're a public personality. I don't even know how to get one made. I don't even care. I don't even know who made mine, but you want to know what? I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. I don't want a Wikipedia page. And here's a the ton funny of, thing. There's a ton of Steve Cooper. I've asked for mine to be deleted, and they said no. See, that's crazy. There was a whole thing. Do you watch uh, Newsroom, the TV show? Yes, I love that. Well, there was when she couldn't get her school reference changed. Oh, I know. And she's like, she's she calling, went to Cambridge. I'm the one. And they're like, no, you no, need no, it sorry. cited you need in a source. From no, a, I'm a the third person. party source. Yeah. Isn't that bull crap? It's it like, is crazy crap. I think we should just make up someone about a comic we don't like and just say. We should create a page for like a fake person. Yeah, that'd be great. And get people right? to follow it. Absolutely. I mean, I could create 18 different blogs on 18 different websites and cite them all for this fake comedian right. and they would make an entire whatever about it. <laughs> That's a good idea. They really would. That could be a reality show. That could, creating a wiki. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to that WikiLeaks guy. Yeah, which Weird. Movie, the movie just came out. I know, did you see it? No, but the guy, the guy, one guy in it was the guy who was in Rush, which I enjoyed Rush. Yeah. Did you see Rush? I did see it. That's, I, um, the, was, what was his name? Um, 
he he played Nicky Lotta. Right. He was in uh he was in Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious, right. So okay, so now let's get into why you're into comedy. You told me not to swear, and then you said that B word. Oh no, you know, I just know f bombs. That's what I meant. You can say I don't swear at all. No, that's a lie. I, I swear a lot, but not. Uh, on if you have ang- if you have anger issues, you know you swear because that comes out. It's and you're inside. from back east. So I'm dying on the inside here. I'm so, dying on the inside. When did you know you wanted to do comedy? You know, it was. Uh, did, did you watch it as a kid, or I watched it as a kid a lot. Who were some of your influences? The very first time I ever saw like a comedian that really um, affected me was Whoopi Goldberg. I was watching her HBO one woman show and the audience is in stitches and I'm laughing and then I'm crying five minutes later. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't believe someone's words are moving me like this. And that's when I sort of got like curious about it, you know? So where did you go? When, what did you decide? I want to do this. Did you figure out how did you get? Because Boston was such a good. Well, how did you well, end up in Boston? I started at Knicks. How did you end up in Boston? Well, I was born there. Uh, you thought you were born in New Hampshire. No, no, no. I was born in Massachusetts. We okay. covered this at the beginning of the interview. No, but I thought you said. Never and mind. then we moved okay. to New Hampshire for better schools. And then you went to Boston because there was a comedy scene. That- that's where the comedy scene was. I mean, there was no comedy scene in New Hampshire. I don't know if that's still the case now. I mean, there I've been booked there at like colleges and stuff. Right. But, but no, in Boston, you know, you had the comedy connection, the comedy cellar, you had Nick's, you know, and that's where open mics were and they were putting up new comics and the comedy scene was just starting to explode. And there's so many great acts out of there back then. Oh my God. Well, you, Slayton, Bobby Collins, uh, Timothy, what's his face? Uh, Timothy, the fireman show. What is his Tim name? Allen? Tim, not Tim Allen. Fireman? Um, what the hell is his name now? I've gone blank. The Tim, fireman. Oh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Not Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary. I was like LSD. <laughs> I kept thinking LSD. Don't ask why. And Barry Katz was hanging out with the Katz too. was my manager okay, for a long, long time. He was a long Up long until time. two years ago, Barry managed me for... He like knew every because he used to book all this stuff. Well, he out of out of uh, New York Comedy was his company. Right. Yeah. And then he merged with New Wave Entertainment. You know, Dane Cook was his big client. Dane left and then Barry got... He goes to his own place now. Yeah, Cats Entertainment. So, so you start doing comedy. Are you? Are you? He's got a big podcast too. I know. I, I, I listened to uh, one of his episodes. Very good. He's, he's really, he's, he's really a good, good storyteller. You know, he does his research. Right. Like you. Like me on Wikipedia, and they have the wrong ant and it, the wrong moniker. I keep waiting for the, the next thing you're going to say that's wrong. Yeah. Remember when you were laughing? You were you worked with Ruth Buzzy. Oh, I know. Here's me going. No, no, no. That was not me. That was <laughs> my show of shows I was on. So now, what, what did you did you talk about your family or what did you talk about? I talk about out? my family. I talk about um, in the beginning. I mean, because oh, in the beginning I was horrible. Oh, in the beginning it was you know anything that would you know I would just sit there and write you know like one of the jokes I had and it never got a laugh and it never has. Uh, but it's still my favorite joke because it was the first joke I ever wrote was um, my brother's dyslexic and we come from a dysfunctional family. So in his mind, are we normal? Nothing. That's that's funny. That's, it's that's not, no one's ever laughed, though. It's, it's like an internal laugh. People. My favorite joke, it never has gotten an outside laugh ever. See, I even did it on The Tonight Show and Jay was like, nothing. Really? Yeah. So so what, what, did you talk about your family? or I mean, what did you talk yeah. about in the beginning? Oh, in the beginning. You know, I talked about growing up like with Greek parents. You know, and how our life was different than every, like, I haven't done these jokes in forever, but like, my friend Scott Trent, I would go over to his house and his mother would be like, I baked whoopie pies and chocolate chip cookies. And you'd come to my house and my mother would be like, would you like a, <laughs> it's delicious. You know what I mean? Because that's Greek oh, yeah. pastry. So, so you're doing the comedy now. Do you start getting work? I mean, because how did you end up, you know, because you. The you... very first, here's, it's just interesting how it all worked out. Um, I started doing comedy. And I started going up on stage, and there were very, very few. There were hardly any openly gay comedians. Wait, I was going to say, because back, what year was this? 
1993. Because even back then, like Jason Stewart wasn't. No, really open. he was still in. Yeah, he right? was. Cause I remember working with him years ago, and he was just had crazy hair and leopard skin and pants. leopard skin pants, and nobody and, knew. And even even the Mario Mario Cantone was still in, pretty much. Mario was still in too. Yeah, he I was believe. in. He was in for a while. Now, did you go up to people know you were gay on stage? Or? Oh yeah, I came right out of the club. He was bombing for years and years and years, not years and years, but months and months. And then one night, Don Rickles was in the club at the Improv. And, uh, you know, I'm up on stage talking about Marcy, my girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And nothing was happening. And, and I get off stage. I come out of the bathroom. I'm walking down the hallway. You know the improv, right? Right. And Don Rickles comes up to me and he goes, what the hell was that? And I said, that is my attempt at trying stand-up and I'm ready to quit. And he goes, I got some news for you. I go, what? He goes, you're a fagala. I go, I beg your, and I'm clutching pearls I'm not even wearing, right? I beg your pardon. He goes, the audience knows everything there is to know about you in three seconds. Give them what they know. So the next time I went on stage, I came out of the closet and I did really well. Because I got comfortable and I was telling the truth. Now that was out here? That was out here in Los Angeles. So how did you end up in Los Angeles? Um, I became a flight attendant. That was really, because you you were doing comedy. I really became a flight attendant and I got based in LA because I was a French speaker, which isn't even true. We had a French guy in our class at Stewardess College who actually spoke French and he took the test to become a speaker and they test you, right? And he passed, obviously, because he was from France. And I paid him $100 to teach me how to say, buckle your seatbelts, return to your seats, uh, please direct your attention for, you know, like a few of the basic whatevers. Uh, and I passed the test. And I couldn't speak a lick of French. Wow. Right? So, so but I got an L.A. base. So, yeah, so you got an L.A. Now, now did you, how did you, where did you start going to comedy here? I started going to, like, the Rose Tattoo, Mama Pajamas. Uh, I would stand in line at the Laugh Factory and at the comedy store to get, you know, the midnight, 1 a.m., front of three drunk people spots in the OR. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then one day, I was uh, I had an audition after uh, a casting director named Carol Goldwasser. Now, were you still flight attending now? I was still flight attending. just when you had time yeah, off? I was you... just about to be fired. Okay. Let's just... No, actually, I had already been fired. Okay. I had already been fired. And there's an interesting story about that. I want to hear that after um, this. So I, this casting director saw me at the improv. She brought me in uh, to read for um, this pilot for Fox called How High. And um, I'm, it was being cast at Disney. So I'm walking through the animation building down this long hallway. And there's a ladder in the middle of the hallway. And one of the ceiling panels had been removed. Right. Well, from beyond that, this man with scraggly hair wearing a baseball cap, I could see his butt crack, a T-shirt that barely went over his, you know, uh, beer belly was walking towards me as I passed the ladder. And I said, boy, it's got to suck fixing, you know, air conditioning in this place. Right. And he laughs and he goes, eh. and I said, well, you know, I hope it gets easier for you. And I'd help offer I said, I'd hold the ladder for you. I said, but I'm, I got to go in for this audition. So I go in and I sit in there and the assistant, you know, is like, okay, sign in right here. Right. And there were two doors to get into the room, the one to get in where he had to sit, but then a side, you know, door with a producers, I guess, came in and out of. And my name gets called and I walk in and there's the the guy who I think is fixing the air conditioning sitting on the sofa. And I go, I'm not going to get this gig, am I? And he laughs. He's like, and that was Ron Levitt who created Married with Children. Wow, that's funny. So they gave me the part. I got the part. The show never went. It was a pilot called How High for Fox. It never went. And then Ron Levitt called uh, my managers and agents and said, we really love Ant. I'm doing a new series for a new network called the WB. 
The show was called Unhappily Ever After, and we want him for the show. Does he want to do it? Now, were you already out from when you went on stage? Or was oh, this... please, of course. No, but how, how long? You how couldn't long, contain me at that. How long point. were you doing comedy when this happened? When you got these calls? Nine months. Okay, so it was very quick. Like I have never, ever, ever had to pay my dues. Like a lot of com- like I've never had to be on the road. I go on the road a lot. But I go on the road as a headliner, and I've never had those crap gigs like a lot of comics have had. I've never had to drive from gig to gig in my car. Although, it sounds like fun to me, you know. They said something here that you were on the road a lot. I, <laughs> it's another screw up here. I, just, I, I thought about you said that. So in the first six months, no. I did this little tour with a tr- in a uh, RV with a bunch of other comics called the Search of Live Chickens Tour. We went to San Diego, San Francisco, and Utah. So that's on the road a lot. Oh, that's on the road, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's what they mean. But don't cite me as saying that as a source. Exactly. that is not a lot of road work. So it's crazy. But now I do. I mean, I travel all over the place. You know, I play colleges and theaters and... I read a very good review of of, a college. I forget what it was about your your speech, uh, your show, and then your anti-bullying campaign. I do both, yeah. I know. I have an anti-bullying campaign. It's a very good review. Well, you know, I have firsthand experience with it, so... Did you get bullied a lot? I was actually put in a garbage bag and put in in the dumpster in high school. Really? Now, was that because you were small or just, you know, what, why did they pick on you? Like, because I, they thought I was Rose from the Golden Girls. Of course, because I'm <laughs> gay and tiny. Yeah, but, but still, though, it's not right to put you in a garbage I know, bag. but these are kids, ninth, you know, ninth grade, you know, freshmen. And um, had someone not seen it happen, I probably would have ended up dead because I was so terrified that I didn't, I didn't try and... See, that's funny when you say that about the bullying, because when I was younger, I remember there was this kid named Paul Leeds, and he used to call me Double Vision because I'm blind in one eye, which makes no sense because I'm single vision, not double vision. Right. And he would say that and he would say that. And then like a few years back, I was back East and someone's like, he was out at a bar and they go, oh man, he's got a really bad drinking problem. So I sent him a shot. And nice. I, said, I said, screw you. Screw you. That's right. But you. kill him with kindness. Oh yeah. And I kill said, I kindness. said, look at my girlfriend and look at your fat wife. That's what you get for calling me double vision. I said, chicks dig the cross-eyed baby. They do. That's what I'm saying. They do. They do. You know, yeah. So, so you get the show uh, now. How, ma- how many years is that on? Uh, five seasons. Okay. Now you have a recurring character, or I have a recurring character. I, I did like out of twenty-two episodes, I did about nineteen a year, nineteen a season. So I had a lot. So you're working a lot. We, we, I had a lot, we, and I was also doing warm-up for the show. I was also doing warm-up for um, another show on CBS. I was doing audience warm-up and this gig. Now, what was your what's your take on warm up? Some people say like if it's a re- now if it's like a reality show, it's a pain. But for a sitcom, they say it can be very fun, but it can be very long. Well, I mean, if you're the warm up comedian, it can be very long, especially if it's a single camera. I mean, you could be there till two in the morning, you know. And your job is to try and keep the audience there right. and keep them entertained. I love doing it. You know, I loved it. It was easy. I mean, I was making thirty five hundred bucks uh, uh, an episode just doing warm up, and I was doing two shows, warming up two different shows. And uh, being on Unhappily Ever After. So I was making, you know, a good, good money. 25 grand a week. See, that's good. Yeah. I think another one of my, one of my friends uh, met you once, and he was an architect and was going to do something at your house. Who? His name is Mark Stiebelman. Oh, I know Mark. Okay. No, yeah. seriously, because I remember he said this years ago, he goes, oh, some comic. And then he's like, you ever hear of him? And I was, yeah, he goes, yeah. I, I think he repitched my roof. Did he really? I think he did. Yeah, I redid my kitchen. I spent 100 grand pushing my house further out because it was too small of a kitchen and I did it soup to nuts because my mother said women want kitchens and bathrooms and I said well then I'll give a woman a kitchen yeah yeah we for know, when I resell we know like three uh 
people that's we that know crazy? a lot of, probably even more than that well, i'm saying but three that like that, on friends on facebook how many mutual friends do we have i'm not even sure I don't and probably on not, linkedin i don't I'm, we're not even uh friends on facebook why do you hate me i i think i think mine says friend request sent oh i think i hit not now i'm exactly. kidding i'm no, kidding I know, I'm thinking, we could go on my facebook no, you'll see i haven't been on it in forever I know, no i think you're probably over the limit though I think I have 5,600. You're only yeah. on 5,000. Yeah, see, so, you know, there's no room for a cross-eyed guy from back east. That's I would right. love one cross-eyed guy. You'd be my only, you'd be I, my I, token. I know. I'd be the With token. a chin tea. I'd be the token. With a chin tea. What the a chin tea? This is a chin tea. Oh, I've had this forever. I've had this for like 10 years. You've never washed it? Never. Disgusting. I know. I, it was reminiscent of the days I was with B. Author. I love B. Arthur. I loved her. I loved the going. I love B. Arthur. I used to do a bit years ago. When I first started out doing comedy, I would say, have you never seen B. Arthur and Bob Euchre at the same place at the same time? <laughs> but now no one knows who Bob Euchre is. Back then, people got people it. People knew, right? People knew. Yeah. But okay, I have a B. Arthur joke too. Well, let me hear your B. Arthur joke. I go, well, people, you know, don't think I'm very masculine, and I agree. I go, you know, B. Arthur's twice the man I'll ever be. There you go. That's funny. It's true. That's funny. Yeah. And I met her one time on an airplane. Was she nice? Drunk. Was she drunk? Ugh. Horribly drunk, for real. <laughs> Not when you're a flight attendant, though. No, no, no. I was a passenger <laughs> sitting right next to her in first class. I also had an experience sitting next to Lady Gaga before anybody knew who Lady Gaga was. Tell, tell me that. I'm sitting in first class going to shoot uh, the no. Tyra Banks show. What year is this? Um, a few years back? Yeah, I don't okay. know. It's when Tyra was on. Um, and I'm sitting up. I'm on American Airlines nonstop flight, right? And everybody's on board, and they're, they're just getting ready to shut the aircraft door. And all of a sudden, like eight of the MODs bring on this woman, and she's wearing this giant hat. And I was all excited because I, the seat right next to me, the window seat, was empty. And I thought, oh, God, I'm right. so lucky, right? <laughs> and instead, they sat her down there, right? And they all get off, and they're all fondling on her, whatever, whatever, whatever right? The plane takes off, and now I pretend to sleep because I hate when people talk to me. Right. And she looked over at me and she goes, you look familiar. And I went, uh, uh, hi. You know, and then I you know, pretended to sleep and stuff. And then she tapped me again and she goes, excuse me, are you a gay? I said, I'm the gay. What do you, hello? <laughs> and she goes, um, oh, hi, I'm Lady Gaga. And I went, Gaga? And then I stopped myself because I'm like, aunt, your name, aunt. Don't, don't go Gaga, because you know, that's ridiculous, right. right? And I said, nice to meet you. And she goes, you're a comedian, right? And I said, well, yeah, I am. I said, what do you do? And she goes, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I'm serious. What do you do? And she goes, I'm a singer. And I went, oh, have you sang anything I've ever heard of? Now, she's only had one song out then, right? And it was just climbing the charts. And she goes, yeah, I do. And I said, um, what's it called? And she goes, Just Dance. And I said, oh, can I, can I hear a little bit of it? And she goes, sure. And she goes, Just Dance. Mm -hmm. And I said, can you sing some more? And she goes, that's pretty much all the lyrics. <laughs> And I loved her after that. That's I loved so cool. her after that. Then she came to LA and I emailed her and she wrote me back and gave me tickets. See that? Yeah. And now she doesn't talk to me anymore, but well, oh well. Could you try to fall asleep on her? I didn't try and fall you, asleep you on were, her. You were, and then she. I was. That's if it the wasn't truth. The, if it wasn't the second tap, it you wasn't. Wouldn't have and you want to her. know what? I had this eye closed to her and this eye open. I was trying to communicate with the flight attendant through one eye. See, you would have been so good at it. I know. So I'm perfect at it. And See, I'm like, dessert? But no, no. But this is a real eye. That's what I'm like. I always tell people go, they go, so you only have Why one wouldn't eye. it be a real no, eye? Some people think it's a glass eye. They go, you only have one. I go, no, I have. It's Sandy Duncan has a glass eye and she did the Windex commercials, which I thought was hilarious. Nobody else ever thought that was funny. I think it's funny too. I think it's hilarious. I know a kid named Michael Goffinette who had one eye and he would be pay him on the bus we give him a quarter he would take his eye out and put it in his mouth and put it back in because <gasps> he didn't That's care so cool yeah, would you look through the socket could you see his brain no it's just had a little thing hanging like this no brain you couldn't see it was like it was a right it was a regular it was just an empty eye with but this. isn't the brain behind the eye yeah but there's there's stuff behind it. you just can't like yeah, that's why if you poke someone in the eye it doesn't go all the way through to their brain 
Well, how would I know that? I've never poked someone in the eye. I neither, but I just know because I watched the Three Stooges and they Lance never Lance Armstrong died. only has one testicle. Exactly. And a plastic one, I heard. And he got to pick the one he wanted. But, but did he go in like a, the Sky Mall magazine? No, go, that's hilarious. And he got miles. He got United <laughs> yeah. Frequent Air Miles. He got miles. Right? And it, because he did it in the air, uh, he got 10% off. Now, let's, let's go back to your stand-up. Yeah. You're on the show Unhappily Ever After. I'm Happily Ever After. I'm here for five seasons. The show's doing, well, it launches the WB Network. It was us and then another show called Muscle. We were the first two shows to begin and and start the WB Network, which is now known as the CW when UPN and the WB merged, right? Um, So then that happened. Sorry, it was Unhappily Ever After. uh, Was that with a kid from uh, Entourage? Yes, Kevin Kevin Connolly and Nikki Cox from Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Sean Scott uh, Williams. Sean Scott Williams. Yeah, I always screw that name up. Too. He was on as a guest star. Jamie Kennedy was on as a okay. guest star. I mean, we've had lots of, lots of really great. You know, Jamie and I started in stand up together anyway. Um, and I've slept on his floor before, uh, and him mine, and we made love. I'm joking about the floor part. I'm kidding. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so then that's going really, really well. And then that show gets canceled after five seasons. It gets into syndication, which was great because I started getting all these checks. And then, you know, I just started going on the road a little bit and doing more audience warm-up for TV shows. And the next thing I know, there's a show coming around called Last Comic Standing. You know, and it was like the search for, you know, the funniest comedians in America, right. I guess, right? So I, on a lark, I auditioned. And I made it all the way. This is through season one. I made it all the way to the Vegas finals. You know, you know, it's like, oh my God, and all of America thinks I'm gonna get picked and I don't get picked. Is that one Dat Fan one? Dat Fan one. Okay. Right. So I get a phone call, season two, because the show did really well that year, right? Um, season two, I get a phone call from uh, NBC and they're like, you really need to audition again. I said, I am not gonna audition again. I'm not gonna be the Susan Lucci of Last right, Comic right. Standing, right? <laughs> and they went, no, you really should audition. And I thought, all right. So I go and I audition. At this point, I become friends with Peter Engel and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I audition and I get on the show. And then, like, life completely changes at that point because it was the number one show, reality show of the summer that year. <laughs> so it was so popular that they came out with season three, which was the battle of the best season one versus season two. It was horrible. And they killed the franchise by doing that, by the way. But they had nothing else to put on the air. And at the time, Kevin Riley was the um, uh, president of NBC Entertainment. And he wanted, you know, a third season and he wanted it quick, right? So we did this third season. It was horrible. But our season, season two won every single challenge. And every time you won a challenge, we won $25,000 each. Now, who's, who's on some of your, who's on your team? Were you with Todd Glass Kathleen or Madigan, Rich Todd Voss? Glass, Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarlane, okay. um, Jessica Curson, Tammy Pescatelli, Alonzo Bowden, and John Heffron. Okay. Is that about 10? That's 10, yeah. That's 10. So they were all on your team. All on our team. Okay. Yeah. And then it, we were up going up against Ralphie May, Dat Fan, and the rest. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys won. Every challenge. Okay. Every challenge we won. And every time you won a challenge, your team got $25,000 each. So at the end of that, I mean, I had like a half a million bucks again from that show, plus what I'd made, plus residuals from, you know, whatever. And I was like, I was doing really well. And I'd already bought my first house from Unhappily Money. Um I was doing really, really well. I, why is this becoming like my financial history? I need to I, stop this. No, it was like I really should be talking because I've lied to the IRS for years. Okay, so, you know, you you didn't make any money off those shoes. Nothing. It, you know what? I, I paid them at, at twenty five hundred. They'd split. Right. Ten of them split. Ten of them. Right. How much is that a person? Two hundred fifty bucks. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm good at my math. 
you're good on your math. I actually did the math. See, I know you did. So, so you did that. Now, now you came back as a judge, though, too, didn't you? Season five, uh, which is hilarious, I get a call, and they're like, we want you to be a judge on the show. And I was like, okay. You know, they're like, we want you to basically um, pass judgment on others, and we'll pay you a lot of money. And I thought, well, I do that now for free. So, of course, <laughs> yes, I'll do it. So we did that, and it was a search around the world. And it was great. We went to the UK. We went to Australia, Canada. I mean, we were all over the place, and it was great. And I got to work with Kathleen Madigan and Alonzo Bowden. The three of us were judges. And it was really, really a lot of fun, you know? And then they fired us for the following season. I shouldn't say they fired us. They didn't hire us back for the following season. They had Greg Giraldo, um, Andy Kindler, and Natasha Legero. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, so also, Who that, I think she's hilarious. I, you know, I sent her a message one time a while ago about doing the show. This is when I first started like two years ago and she's like I can't do it right now but then I just lose touch I don't know I mean I, it's, I don't follow up on certain people I was going to crack a joke out of sight out of mind exactly thank no. you try the veal no Here's I just tickets to the show I, uh, my friend Rhett is sitting here not even laughing you can laugh I can why aren't you you're all red I'm just laughing he's laughing inside he's laughing inside. I'm he's dead laughing. on the inside he's laughing dead. he's laughing dead inside. On the inside so okay, then now how about Celebrity Fit Club how did that come along uh, VH1 called and said, "We hear you're a former fatty." And were, were you? Yes. How much? How much? Okay. Well, you're, At my you're, height. You're, 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 how tall are you? Five eight, five seven. Is that on wiki? No, I'm just asking you. Five three. Oh no, you look taller. I I'm sound like, taller. You look. You look. You like. I didn't think. I thought you were taller. I thought you were like five seven. Five, five three. No. Oh well. Okay. Five three, and I was two hundred and thirty six pounds. And how old were you when? Is that when you were a kid? Yeah, like 19, 20, 21. Now, what'd you do to lose the weight? Crystal meth. Is that? That's, I heard it works. That's no. the truth. Crystal meth. No. Yeah, crystal meth. You became a method. I was a meth addict and a heroin addict and an alcoholic. And you lost all the weight through that. Well, and then I gained it right back and then I started doing like Nutrisystem and I, you know, diet and exercise and, you know, and then I relapsed two and a half years ago. And I With the meth in, or the weight? Uh, both, obviously. Okay. So I relapsed. Um, uh, my partner passed away and, you know, I couldn't take it. So right. I relapsed, and uh, which was stupid. I mean, I didn't. I should have not. I knew better, and I used that as the excuse. And there's never an excuse. Um, and then I went into rehab, and in rehab, you know, the rehab I went to, we had a chef. We had all the. I mean, it was all the Gatorade I could drink, and that's really put a lot of weight on me. I've read. You, my friend went to the same rehab. I got you into that rehab. Yeah. Oh, that sounds weird. I got you in. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I, I, I made a call. I made, I made a call. His, his drug deal, his drug habit's better than mine. Right? He's, it bring was him worse. In, bring him oh, in. God, this one with the Xanax bar is crazy. Oh. Am I allowed to say that? What's... Oh, sorry, we don't know when those we is. Yeah. Oh. We're not, we didn't say his name. You just said his first name. We can't... We're not yeah. going to say his name. Well, I can say his rent. Yeah. What's a Xanax bar? Uh, I mean, it's just... Five milligrams Xanax, two milligrams Xanax. It's like a little white bar. It's got the lines down the mm -hmm. middle. Okay. They're All delicious right. if you mix them with like Coke or sprinkle them on marijuana. But kids Listen up, kids. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't. Don't do that. Pass off. So I relapsed and uh, I gained a lot of weight. Um, but this was after Celebrity After Celebrity Fit So now, what, did they brought you on Celebrity Fit Club because you had lost weight before? Yes. Okay. Did they, they knew that? You they told did them that? that. Or? No, okay. they knew that. They came to me. And they knew that. Um, so I um, I did that show. And here's the crappy part about that. So I kept losing more and more weight while doing that show. The first Were you doing I the was, competitions too? No, no, no. I was just the host. But I would, I was getting free diet, free gym, free everything because so I was like, the host. Okay, right? so you're like, I'll do so it. So I was losing weight also. So by the third season, I'd lost so much weight. You know, my mom, I go, mom, because my parents go to Europe every year for the summer. So they never, ever saw me on anything because they were always gone. 
So this particular year, they were home, and I said, Mom, did you catch me on the first episode of Celebrity Fit Club? And she goes, you look like you gain weight. I said, well, the camera adds 10 pounds. And she said, how many cameras are they shooting you with? <laughs> this is my mother whose <laughs> vagina I fell out of. Isn't that horrible? So then that show, um, I got fired from that show. Well, how many seasons did that, were you on it? I was on, there were seven seasons, I did six. Now, did you, uh, were, was, were you on when Willie Ames was on? Yes. Now, was he like, I, I don't know if you can say, but he seemed like on the show, he looked like a real jerk. Like, yeah. Are you talking about Screech or Willie Ames? Willie Ames. Willie Ames was lovely. Okay, because he freaked out on the people one day when they're spraying water on him. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he right. just had a meltdown. Yeah, he had it? a meltdown. Well, I mean, you know, at four in the morning or five in the morning, do you right. really want people hovering around your house who you don't know? But, you know, but growing up, you know, growing up, and you he know, grew my up, age, you know, he was in Kansas, too. Yeah, but it's like, you know, but when, when you're younger, you know, you don't want to see. Uh, William Bratford getting fat. I mean, you know, he, he, you he, was, in, he, he was, was in Zapped. Come on, we don't want to see the kid from Zapped getting fat. They're not gonna, that's, that's just not right. I mean, he was Scott Bayo's wing. Do you know man. what he does now? He's he a does, cruise director. I thought he did uh, this, these uh, religious uh, He was voiceovers. a Superman religious cartoon or live action. But no, now he's a cruise director, according to my LinkedIn. Yeah, no, okay, well, see, I, I'm not, can you do LinkedIn a lot? No, but I mean, for some reason, it's been adding it to my phone. I've been getting LinkedIn things too. And I've like, when I did marketing in a restaurant, I had that and I'm like, I don't, and I've been I, endorsed I, for you know I, I've been I'm endorsed a, for stuff I've never been done like, like a rocket scientist yeah. like I don't even can't even like I can't even spell scientist I know there's a C in there so how did why did you get fired from Celebrity Fit Club I was shooting drugs on the set really that's when I that's when I decided to go into rehab so but, but and the executive producer walks in and I go it's not what it looks like and he goes it looks like you're injecting illegal substances into your arm I go okay it is what it looks like and that was that that was it. Yeah, but you didn't hear about that. That's good. They didn't. They didn't like now. TMZ uh, and all that stuff. They didn't. They were really great about it. Okay. Actually, I got a phone call from one of the big up higher ups, one of the executives of VH1. He's like, "Look, we're going in a different direction." And I went, "I'm all right with that, and thank you." And that was the public sort of thing. They went in a different direction. Well, it's good also because after that, after that's when you did the Steve Harvey show, right? I mean, no, I did the Steve Harvey show before before that celebrity. Film. Oh no, I did it at the same time. Okay, yeah, Steve Harvey's Big Time Challenge. Right. Yeah, I did it at the same time. That's where I met your friend John. Right. Who yeah. was rough for you? Now, now, what was that like doing do double duty on two shows at the same time? Oh my is god, it? it's so great! You make so much money. But is it exhausting? Or? It's exhausting. And what's weird is, is you know, at one point between last comic, Steve Harvey's Big Time Challenge, Celebrity Fit Club, all those talking head shows I was doing for all those different networks. At one point, I was using my remote control and I saw myself on four different channels at the same time, like going up, channel, up. I'm like, oh my God, there I'm again. And it's embarrassing. That's, yeah, I mean, it's like it's, almost it's, as if you know, you'll say yes to the opening of an envelope. And I was like, you know, but now I am, was picky. Like I turned a lot of stuff down. How did you, how did you um, balance, you said, you know, you got fired for shooting up. How did you balance an addiction with all that work? Because you, you were- I work apparently wasn't doing it very well because I got fired. No, but I mean, but your work, you were working. I mean, you, had a I lot was of, you were juggling a lot of things. But I was a lot, juggling a lot of things. It wasn't affecting you, I don't think, as much as- I think it was what was helping me. Okay. I mean, I had the energy and stuff, you know, because I was exhausted. And then we did the US of Ant, you know, and we tr did six episodes in six weeks and it was a travel show. And, you know, at the end of that, I was deathly, deathly ill. I mean, I was in bed for like two weeks and the network wanted to do another cycle and I couldn't do it. And that's what it was with Gabe. That was on Logo. With Mike Gabe? With Gabe, yeah, okay, your friend okay. Gabe. See, that's funny. We know a lot of the same people. I know, we said that. Just, but I know people actually But now we're actually you. talking about them. Right. So it proves that we're not. Because you know, years ago, it. actually this is years ago, got a, a US event was how long ago? 2006. 2006, okay. Because I remember Gabe was at my play. I, you were in a play? No, my place where I lived. He was, we were hanging out drinking one night, but I thought it was my old place. Anyway, I remember I, I wrote him jokes to send to you. 
He never gave me a joke. Right. Paul Lander was my writer. I know Paul. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. He okay, always, I always Paul like Lander. His Paul Lander's my joke bitch. He always and we, he always tells people that he's we, my joke. Oh, bitch. That's cool because I, I we're friends on Facebook and we always like each other's jokes because his his are hilarious. Yeah. He sends me them all. The and time. mine are hilarious. I never get sent any because you're not friends with me on Facebook. How dare you? I mean, look at this. This is a good joke. If Russell Crowe, if Cheryl Crowe married Russell Crowe, would she keep her name or add the E? That's a good joke. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Everyone loves that joke. I hated it. Well, Russell Crowe. I saw it coming. How'd you see it coming? No one even knows What if Russell Russell Crowe and Cameron Crowe? Then they'd be the same name. C-R-O-W, C-R-O-W-E. No, that was my joke. Cheryl Crowe is C-R-W, Russell Crowe is C-R-W-E. What about Russell Brand married Cheryl Crowe? Would he be Russell Crowe? No, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he would be Russell Crowe if I he know. took her last name. Come on. So okay. So uh, now I want to get into the uh, bullying. How did you the speaking? Because I, I know I read you. You got on the college circuit. When did you start doing college? Oh God, I did started colleges right during Unhappily Ever After. But when did you start incorporating the bullying with that? About four years ago. Okay. So now how did that come about? You just you were doing After colleges, Columbine and stuff. Okay. And then um, relating my story one day to my college booking agent. The story about the dumpster. Oh, that and all a bunch of other things that happened to me. And can you, you share know, one with us? Oh, I tried committing suicide because of being called faggot and all these other things. And you know, I'm mean, just uh, two was that when you were, was that when you were younger? Yeah, when okay. I was in um, high school and junior high. Because you know, it's a, the weird thing is, and I think about and it I now. Grew, you know, in a small town, and these are the kids that you're with. Oh yeah, well, forever. I mean, no, you, you it's, go to, it's funny you say that. Was, I went and saw a guy I've known when I was a freshman in college. He was a senior, and I was back in New Jersey. And me and my girlfriend stopped by his place, and she went to my college actually too. And it turned out that we were sitting there going, back then. I mean, even this was a cool. This was a cool liberal arts school, in ten minutes from Atlantic City, and we grew up off you know a cool area. Back then, there wasn't anyone openly gay. No, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if someone and were you open when you were young? Were you were you out or I wasn't out, but I mean, how, how do you look? Right. I'm talking with my hands above my shoulders, I and I'm at rest. But so it's just it's weird because back then people weren't used to it, and everyone hated right. it. Everyone like we used to always say there was these two guys that we knew they were gay, right? Because you would knock on the door, going, "Hey, we're going to the party," and they'd answer the door and they'd be totally sweaty. Oh, we were just rustling. Well, oh wow, okay, you're not, come on, really, you're, not, you're not going to. Are you still friends with them? No, I, damn it, they're not friends on Facebook either. But they're friends, with, they're friends with you, which yeah, is amazing. I know, that's awesome. So, so you, you try so, to commit suicide. So, I, you know, a lot of like really negative, horrible things because of it, because I had such low self-worth because I started believing what they were saying. Okay. You know, I believed that I didn't have the right to live. I believed that I was dirty. I believed I was going to die of AIDS. I believe, you know, all these, you know, things that people, you know, hurl at you. Um, so I'm recounting these stories to my booking, my college booking agent. And she's like, you know what? You need to put together a bullying program. And I put together a bullying program and now I'm being booked all over the place. Now, I was just did, in Akron doing it. How did you go about putting a bullying? Did you write it as a humorous program or did you look Both. at research? I mean, kids aren't going to listen to you unless they're entertained. And I did exactly what I loved when I saw Whoopi Goldberg's one woman show. I did that. You are laughing and you are crying when when I tell my story. So you'll and go- I don't try and tell it so that it you know it draws emotions, but right. I tear up when I tell it, and because that emotion is so real, I think young people respond to it because I'm not preaching to them. I'm just telling my story. Right. That's it. And I'm not telling them what to do, what not to do. That's not my role in life. My role in life is here's what happened to me. This is what I learned. That's it. You know, and, and coincidentally, my high school, one of my high school reunions, it was my 15 year reunion. I went back and um, those same people that tormented me were asking me for my autograph. Yeah, it always happens like that. Isn't that weird? And then I won most successful and my speech was, I win and F I you. walked out. 
Yeah. That See, was that's, it. But that's how, and you were, but it's from a small town too, and it's like you're like a celebrity, and it's like for them, they don't they don't remember like oh, oh we used no, to beat this kid they up. We used do to... not remember. They say they don't, but you no. know they do. Oh yeah, no, I say no, but they, no, they, it's like, but they sit there and, and you know they rem- the guys who put you in a garbage can, they remember that. They do you remember don't, you that. Don't forget and you know that. what? And I'm like, you can't have my autograph. What was your name again? See, that's what you should do. That's what I did do. That's great. See, I'm, I'm now I'm admitting publicly though that I knew who they were. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> but it good. Was years later. Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. So now when you when you do the bullying show, you do it's a lecture, not a show. But do you do a comedy show one night and then a the lecture the next night? Or some you... schools book me for that. Okay. Some schools who know me only as a comedian do it, and then they see my you know my real my you know the the bullying program and they usually hire me for that too now because it's a big issue on campuses you know all across the country especially with newtown and columba all everything that's been going on right now with young people um because we don't have there's no dialogue happening there's no dialogue happening and explain what this, that well people aren't talking about it and people aren't saying what they can do to stop it and what they can do to recognize it and how you if you see it what you can do to stop it you know and there is no dialogue you know, and there are some administrate, you know, school administrations that just look the other way. So all of a sudden now you're on their campus because their student activities board brought you in. The administrators have nothing to do with it. They bring you in. And the next thing you know, you've got 5,000 students, you know, sitting in a room and you're you're talking about what's going on. At the end, I open it up to questions and I'm always moved by the questions. And the very last thing I say is, is raise your hand if you've ever been bullied. And almost every always, every hand always goes up. And then I say, now raise your hand if you've ever been a bully. And every hand goes up, including mine. I've been a bully. Well, yeah, but it's just because I think it's it's the it's the system. You get picked on, so what do you do? You pick on someone. And Correct. It's, that's, and, and it, it just it, never it, stops. And, and then you know, there's and probably like, one poor kid who just there's no one left for him to pick on, and that sucks because that's that's when the, that's the when it runs out. The, that's a kid that freaks out and that buys the gun. Yes, or steals and, the gun, or kills himself or herself. Right. And you know, and that's and there's a, all that is preventable. All of it is preventable. It's just by opening up a dialogue. You know, young people are very bright and young people don't want to be talked down to. And if you talk to them in a way, you know, where you're coming from your own experience, they actually listen. And then what happens is now schools are starting what are called, you know, safe zones. So, you know, kids who are gay, who are different, who are being bullied can go to these safe zones and they're safe and they can actually talk to administrator or, you know, someone in some sort of authority and something actually gets done. You know, that's great. And that's really empowering to oh, know that that's happening, you know, across the country now. Now, for you, when you do the show, I mean, do you have any stories of just how someone just really you've just changed them or you get an email? that's just yeah, you just loved. I mean, how does that make you feel? It must make you feel really good when they sit there and embrace you for what you're talking about. Um, I did um, in Atlanta. I was uh, I did a, a school in Atlanta. And this guy came up to me after and he said, you know, um, I'm gay. And my father has stopped talking to me and actually threw me out. And, uh, you know, he said, and what you talked about was so empowering. He said, my identity, it doesn't matter what my dad thinks. You know, because I tell kids, you know, you don't have to like everybody. You should love everybody, but you don't have to like everybody. And that means, you know, if your parents are the ones tormenting you, then, you know, you need to make a change. You know, and there's a difference between being disciplined right. and yeah. tormented. We're, but we're both a little bit older. We knew what you know. There was discipline, but there wasn't being abused. Like but there was for my for my right. house, it was if you do this, you're going to your room, and That's it was it was, it was the fe- yeah. There was a fear, but it wasn't a fear like oh, well, you feared the consequence. Yeah, and that that was That's, That's a healthy fear of a consequence. Right. Otherwise, you'd be everybody would jump if there were right. no consequences. Everybody would be robbing banks. Everybody would be you know not everybody. I mean, I still wouldn't do. Maybe I, I could. I could never rob a bank. 
Why? I don't know. I just I'm, I'm not that fast. I don't think it'd be like. Why do you have to be fast? You have to run out. You have to run out of there. You don't have to run anywhere. Oh come on. Why do you have to run? What's that? Because how do you get away? They push the alarm. The cops come. If they push the alarm, but if you're a smart robber, you make it so they don't push the alarm. Come on. You don't take the die pack. And I used to work for a bank. God, you got Security <laughs> Pacific Bank. And you got fired. I got fired. Because I stole twenty grand. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I returned it. I replaced. It. I paid it back. How'd you steal it? It was an ATM cartridge. They hold twenty thousand dollars, and I took one home. Just accidentally. No, on purpose. I stole $20,000. I returned it, though. That's okay. Well, good. Yeah. I made restitution, sh- and I'm all good. That's good. So now, back to the one about the kid. I'm sorry. We, we did just about the, the student. So he came up to me after, and he was just talking about how he doesn't really know his dad. And, you know, and we just talked and stuff, and I still am in touch with him, and he's got a relationship with his dad now. And I said, look, your job is not to change your dad. You can only control you. You can't control what he thinks, does, sees, feels, smells. You can't control anything. All you can do is control your reaction to whatever he does or says. And so long as you understand that, you're going to be okay. Because you can choose to either listen to his lies and make them true for you, and then your self-esteem will plummet. Or you can choose just to say, "Mm, let this man talk, and it's not going to affect me because I know the truth about me. And the truth about you is, is God doesn't make junk. God does not make mistakes, and God does not make junk, and I believe in God, and that's what I believe. And I have no bones about talking about it. People are like, oh, my God, you're talking about God. Yep, because it's what I believe. And I also talk about Sears Roebuck. And what do you talk about Sears Roebuck? I hate them. Well, why do you hate them? Because I bought a washing machine from them, and it broke down a year later, and it was like four days after the warranty expired. And they wouldn't replace it. They wouldn't replace it. Well, they would, but it was like six hundred and something dollars. And you know the washing I, machine itself only cost me eight. I had a problem with the Nutribullet. You know the Nutribullet? Isn't that that little thing that blends? Yeah, the, yeah, it's big. So I had that, and I put it on, and the thing. I thought you were going to say you put the bullet somewhere else. Yeah, I'm the, like, no, no the, sweetie, the thing, that's for women. The thing and got it's stuck. A it got stuck, and I'm like, and it wouldn't come out. Right. And, and, and now there's the, the juice and the, the fruit in there, and I didn't have a warranty so but they were cool enough that they said they made me i had to call my bank mm-hmm. and say can you send me past records of when i used this i bought it at target and at least they replaced it but now was, you know if you bummed. use your american express card it extends the warranty a year i don't i never fill that stuff out though like i like, you don't have to if I, you just I, use your american express card the I don't charge have an american express card why not because i don't want an american express card you need to get an american express card then that bullet would have been covered but they i only had to pay shipping so it all worked out how much was the shipping seven the cost bucks. of the bullet. seven bucks how much was the bullet 99 Dollars? Oh, you can get it much cheaper now. No, 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 no. no. You're thinking the little one. The neutral is ninety nine. Oh, the big one. Are you a juicer? Because you look very pale. I do. I look pale. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm. You know. You're what? I've seen aspirin with more color. I have a can. Not really. Oh come on. You're very pale. Are you a juicer? I I I I knew it. I haven't done it lately though. Why not? Because I was back east and I fat, sick, and nearly dead. Right. No, 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 oh, no. You no. didn't see it? Usually I, everybody saw, that, I saw it. Because usually I everybody that's then. juicing has seen then. that documentary. I did it before then. But I, 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 did? I, I do the Nutribullet, which is it's more of a, you add a little bit of water and you put the fruits in. But is it I, delish? I like it. And how often are you doing it? I was doing it every day, but I haven't, I've been. Why did you quit? Because I was. I came back here, and my suspect is, and I get, have to get my place ready because my girlfriend's moving out in two weeks. So excuses. So, time, so I'm running around. Excuses. That was a little bit of excuse. Excuses. Just like I stopped going to the gym for a while, but I'm going to go back. Me too. I stopped going two and a half years ago. Oh, I stopped going uh, two months ago. Why did you stop? And now it's so hard to get back, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, yeah. Because I only did 40 minutes cardio, so it's a long story. And you want to know what? That's all you need to do. 20, 20 on the thing, because I also I, I have congestive heart failure, so I have to watch my... Uh, your my sodium but I thought everything. that cardio was good for you if you'd had it is good failure. but I just I just got tired of doing it I walk around a lot I live in Burbank I walk everywhere well plus you're here on the fifth floor I know I do you walk pro- up the stairs no you're crazy 
What, am I critting? I'm kind of looking at me. I'm losing. Are it. you canoodling? I'm canoodling. Yeah. We have like five minutes left. To do what? So the show wraps up. Oh my god, we haven't stopped at all. I know. I told you this, this sh- has been enjoyable. I didn't show- know what to expect. I see that you come in. And we talk. This is fun, but you don't have any commercial sponsors. No, I'm getting them. Oh, right. Okay, I was going to say we've been talking the whole hour. Brought sure. to you by Geritol yeah, and know, Sears Roebuck. That will, that will that will happen. I just you know I like to. Talk. It'll come. It will come. I you know, know what? Because uh, we've done good product placement here. We've talked about American Airlines. We talked about yeah, but you're fired. We, you talked thank about you for <laughs> thank you for joining. And, and feeling and I, my pain. I, I bitched about Nutribullet. And but you know, but you said you loved it, right? And you're only doing it, you're not doing it because you're lazy, because right. it was helping too. Exactly. And juicing fat, sick, and nearly dead, the DVD, great movie, which I love. That's why I bought a juicer, but I've never used it. Because regular juicer is a pain in the ass. Because you have to. I never used you it. Cut I cut the know. stuff up. You cut it up and you put it in, and then you put like a bushel of apples, and you get like two ounces of juice. My oh, thing, really? my thing, you throw some greens in. You throw uh, some some let's say uh, an apple or a pear. No, apple or a pear or some blackberries. Add some water. It's all the whole fruit. It's good. The whole, even the skin? Yeah, the apple and pear, yeah. Oh my, what about the seeds? No, you're not the apple, because apple seeds are poisonous. To who? To everybody. <gasps> they have cyanide. Are you serious? You yes. know how many apple seeds I've eaten over my lifetime? Well, that I, explains. I, I mean, if you take a whole chunk of it at the time, I mean, two or three is not going to kill you. You're not like, just don't, you know, that's what I'm saying. Now you've scared me. No, you're fine. Now I'm leaving here going, oh my God, I'm terrified. I You'll wish be I'd... fine. Johnny Appleseed lived. Johnny Appleseed. I'm going to call you Johnny, John Barleycorn. Okay, there you go. Barleycorn's killing no. Corn's better. Uh, so, so do you have any websites you can tell the people about? What do they check you out? Well, right now my website's being redone, but once it's up, it'll be ant.tv. Ant.tv. Is, yeah. there, is there another, is there an ant.com already? Uh, well, there's antcomic.com, which is my original, but I just changed it to ant.tv. Yeah, ant.com was taken by some search engine. See, doesn't that piss you off? No, because I have Ant.TV because I'm on television. I see. I had CooperTalk.com is taken by some little some, uh, by, some little town. That's a park that they want to open. And it's not even – when you put in CooperTalk.com, it goes to Cooper.org. It's just linked in. They so just I, I had to go CooperTalk.net, which is still fine. But dot .coms and dot .nets are the good ones. If you had like a dot .us, that's, well, yeah, that's, nobody does that. No one does that. Not like, but you, I also have Ant.co in case someone forgets the M. And now, but, and I have that, also Ant.fm. Or any of them up right now? No, they're all down. They all link to uh, Ant.TV anyway, but I took the website down because it was all Flash-based, and I hated it. And then some Russian company or some Russian hacker uh, put like a chase login thing. So then the FBI actually asked me for an entire RAR file, which is a compressed zip of the entire site, of the site so that they could you know, forensically look at it and find out who did it. Wow. So my site's been down now for like two months. That sucks. But it's being redesigned anyway, so, you know, it'll you, come back. So you're still out there performing a lot, or you get yeah, on stage Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this year, uh, the city of West Hollywood has hired me to uh, host their main stage, Ants Asylum, for the city of West Hollywood. They closed the streets down, 500,000 people on the boulevard. And when's that? Uh, October 31st. Oh, you know what's funny? My birthday, October 30th. What's so funny about that? It's not the 31st. I know, but it's right near that. It's, never mind. Geez. Coop. Come on. It's twice now in this interview you've done. Twice. What? Twice with things like that. Okay. Well, like just, once was August 22nd, once was August 23rd. Oh, no, that was my, my birthday. My birthday's October 3rd. I'm saying it's the night before. That's all I'm saying. I'm well, not, why don't you come? What's that? Because it's the next day, so you have no plans. I might not. When, it's, my, it's my 50th birthday. I'll see what happens. But your 50th birthday is the day before. Right. So the next day you have nothing. There's yeah, okay. no celebration, yeah, yeah, so why don't you come? Okay, do you ever try to get to West Hollywood at that time? You got to park. You got to park. All the parking You got to park in Carson. All the parking, rest- people don't know this, every parking restriction is lifted except for Red Zone on Halloween. 
Okay. You can park anywhere where there's a permit required, where it's a yellow zone, a white zone. All the restrictions are lifted on maybe Halloween we'll, evening. Maybe my girlfriend will take the train from NoHo to Hollywood and Highland and jump a cab down And there. then jump a cab. And you know what? You'll come to my stage and we'll plug your show. Okay. We'll see what's 500,000 people. There you go. I'm serious. And I was in a very big... Uh, Coop. I'm not even kidding. Okay, my Does anybody else call you Coop but me? Everyone calls me Coop. I love that I called you Coop. Everyone, everyone. I'm in a big. Uh, it used to be a cult film in the uh, gay community. Killer drag queens on dope. Oh my god! I'm one. I'm one of the Tonys. I'm Tony and Anthony. I'm one. I of the have henchmen. to watch it again. I haven't seen it in it's a with long Alexis time. Alexis Arquette. Alexis Arquette. Who I, I know very and well. She, he beats me up, and then I feel. She I, beats you up. I feel up the other. She beats you well, up. Back then, he hadn't had to change yet. Well, he hasn't had to change at all. I but know, still, but, she. But then, then I feel up. The, like uh, Chaz is I, he. I feel up the uh, the Alexis. other drag queen. Who Not, was the other one? Um, I forget. Uh, not Lady Bunny. No, she was. It wasn't known. Anyway, anyway, not a known actor. But anyway, we have to wrap up. We have. 50 Why do we seconds have to wrap? Up. I'm loving you because we have to. I don't want to leave. I, I do an hour. We'll bring you on again. We'll bring okay. you on in the next. This thing. has been a lot of fun. I'm glad. This I feel is, so conversational. Good. Well, check out Ant people. Keep checking them out when Ant.TV comes up. Check it out. Go see or Wikipedia at Wikipedia, which I was wrong. Follow me on Twitter at Cooper Talk. Go to my website, CooperTalk.net. There's about 180 episodes up. Can Go we to, give my Twitter at yeah. AntComic? Go to at AntComic, and I'll follow you later. Perfect. And um, people also send me an email, Cooper at Indie 100, I-N-D-I-E 100, and iTunes and Stitcher type in one word, Cooper Talk. And tonight... Because it's Wednesday, we couldn't win Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I'll be at Sardo's uh, comedy show for my friend Jeff Kazajian. Stopping by, doing like a ten-minute set. So come on out. It's a free show. I want to thank my guest, Ann. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Remember, drink your water, eat your veggies, and take your vitamins. And you have a great weekend.